What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright, I'm your oyster, baby, you're my pearl. Well, here we are, Dominic Mahonigan. It's Mahoningen. Is it? Yeah. Did I, I told you that I'm, trying, I'm thinking of taking the G out. I don't know about that. I like it. Monaghan. Yeah, but I was working with someone the other day who I know, and yeah. they mentioned my name, and they were like, blah, 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 Dominic Monaghan. And I was well, like... Well, let's not start on a downer, Tom. Well, how tell are me, you? Tell me something happy that's happened to you this week. Something wonderfully wonderful. I've been enjoying playing this very difficult new game, Elden Ring. I've heard about it. It's very similar to... Lord of the Rings, which I'm unfortunately uh, should stop banging on about as much. But the the preamble to the uh, game, much like Kate Blanchett's uh, wonderful voiceover in the film, is kind of like the lands have been ruined and oh. a ring was created, but yeah. then it went missing and it's created imbalance in the world and you must find the ring, I'm assuming. Right. But Billy, I tell you what, because I, I played Skyrim back in the day. I've not played it for a while because it's quite dated but the thing with skyrim is you know you can get away with missing a couple of spells to try and down a bad a baddie right a baddie, a we'll baddie. Call and if they take a couple of swipes at you with a club and it hits you yeah you know you'd be all right because yeah, it's be a right. it's a game it's not yeah. it's not real and stuff like that or maybe you dodge or maybe you, you slip off a cliff and you're all right in this it's kind of like art imitates life if you get hit and you're not guarding yourself by a sword, you'll die. If you slip whilst running away and someone throws a fiery spell at you and it hits your feet, then your feet are on fire and, you, you know, you're probably not going to be able to use your feet anymore and then you'll get killed. So it's quite unforgiving. Not to be confused with the Clint Eastwood film, Unforgiven. Which was brilliant. Brilliant. But... See, when you when you are killed, do you need to go right back to the start? You don't go back to the start, but you do lose all your runes, which is the way that you level up and the way that you get better at the game. But let's say you get killed by a monster, scary monster. The map, one time, will show you where your runes are. Right. So you'll wake up again, and on your map, there'll be a little sign to say, if you want to go back and pick up all those runes that you just lost, and it might yeah. be thousands of runes, thousands. you can go. But if you get killed on the way... Done. How many hours have you played? I think I've probably played something like 10 hours. How many times would you reckon you'd die in an hour? In an hour, somewhere between six and eight. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, talking of games. What? We played a couple of Majestic games on the Rift, didn't we? I love Heimerdinger. I love, love, love Heimerdinger. Let's do a very quick. Fleet! Ah! We usually play with our friend Nigel. He's away uh, on a trip. We saw him recently, so he, he's not traveled with his computer. And I hit you up the other day and said, Do you want to play a league? And you said, Yeah. And you're, you're so good at Heimerdinger now, you'll play him wherever you want. I'll play him anywhere. In fact, you wrote to me and said, Do you want to play some Rift when I was on the toilet? I said, Give me a minute, Tom. Mm -hmm. I just need to finish up here. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to end that halfway through. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. And then off we went. I've got a slow computer just now, so it took me ages to log in. And then we had a couple of great games, didn't we? Mm -hmm. I played them up top. I don't like playing high mid. I, I like them in the middle. Well, and I don't mind them as ADC as well, if you, if you know the support. Yeah, if you know the support. But it's interesting because it was only probably two or three weeks ago that you said to the gang that we play with, 
I just can't get my head around top. I don't like it. Yeah. It's a long lane. It's an unforgiving lane. If you play it and you get yourself found out, it's a long way back to your turret. And you mm -hmm. said, I don't think I'll really ever play top. You're like a top master now. I like it. And who were you playing? That was a new character. I played Zeraf in mid. Ooh. Did all right. Still learning him. He's okay. He's very long range and he's fun. And then after that, you played Heimerdinger again and I played Jinx and we were victorious. When the enemy team were running down mid lane to yeah. try and get you guys, yeah. I managed to kind of almost break in Sneaky. behind the back of their base and kill their base when they weren't even watching. Just yourself. Mm -hmm, that was it. good. That. I loved it. Hey, should we answer a couple of questions? Come on, John. Because we, we, it's the second part of our fantastic interview with Casper today. Yeah, Casper's great, eh? Yeah, he's what a fantastic story. Yeah, but we should answer a couple of questions. Do you want to hear about Fatima in Spain? I do. Right, we hear this. Fatima is a teacher of English in her home country, and she recommends our podcast to her students because they may improve their English level. Mm. Mm. Some of the students are fans of Lord of the Rings saga, and they're curious to know the answer to this question. Why do you think Merry and Pippin preferred to stay in Middle-earth instead of travelling to the Undying Lands, just the same as Sam and Gimli did in their old age? Because we would have been invited, wouldn't we? I think I know the answer to this. Go on. I don't think we're allowed to go to the Undying Lands. Well, how come Sam did? Because you can only go if you were the ring bearer. If you held onto the ring. Right? And he did for a moment. Momentarily. So because of that, Sam is allowed to go to the Undying Lands. What about Gimli? I don't... Did Gimli go? Oh, that's what, that's what Fatima's saying. Fatima's saying that, but I don't know. If you, if you know the answer to this, in fact, Fatima, if you uh, or your students know the answer to that, we'd love to um, confirm to our listeners see, that uh, see, Gimli clown. did go, and also, if that's true, that only ring bearers are allowed to go to the Undying Land. Um, no. or, or elves, of course. Or elves, of course. Or wizards, of course. Wizards, but not dwarves, I wouldn't think. Mm. So was Gimli ever the ring bearer? No, he wasn't think the so. No. The so other thing, we, we need to get that sorted if anyone can help us. Well, the other thing is that you and I had a few things that we needed to take care of. We became kind of, in some way, uh, heads of, you know, responsible... That's a terrible English there, Dom. No, it's all right. I'm going to back up a little bit. And Fatima students like to use uh, yeah. this podcast as a bad English. It's a bad example. Right. We became kind of responsible members of the Shire, didn't we? Yeah, you you were very... Uh, well, I became the, the Thane. The Thane. What did you become? Just Mary the Magnificent. But why Magnificent? I don't know. Just she was amazing in war battles in the scouring of the Shire. And then in or our... Or maybe it was just how, what, how he dressed. Yeah. And then later on in our older age, we took a little minor tour around Middle Earth, didn't we? We went to Gondor. We went to Rohan. Oh. We saw Aragorn. And then we get buried with him. Mm, which we're hoping to do with Vigo, aren't we? But yeah, he doesn't but seem keen. Yeah, he's, doesn't he's, seem he's keen. not spoken about that for a while, actually. That's all right. We've got a message here. On our YouTube page, have we? French Bunyan, from Rutger's Plague. What an amazing name. That's good. Who said, if you guys could have been in any 80s fantasy movie, example, Ooh. Legend, Willow, Labyrinth, Kroll, and so on, Ooh. which would you pick? A uh, fantasy film. Could, is, would, uh, could I pick The Princess Bride? That's a fantasy film. That's a fantasy film, isn't mm, it? Mm. And I love sword fencing. Mm. That's got great fencing in great. it. Taught by great. who? I would say uh, Bob the Sword. Bob the Sword Anderson. Mm. Absolutely. That's 100 points for you. The Thank you. Yeah, Princess Bride for you. Oof. I mean, I'm a... They don't have any human characters in the Dark Crystal, but I really loved the Dark Crystal as a kid. Sometimes you don't look quite human. Yeah, what do I look like? I don't know, like something from the Black Crystal. The Black Crystal, the yeah. new one. Just slightly darker than the Dark Crystal, interestingly enough. Yeah, I'd go Dark Crystal. And uh, you'd go, Princess Bride. Brilliant. Some real laugh out loud moments in the Princess Bride. Eh? <sighs> yeah. And Andre the Giant, be good to have worked with him, wouldn't he? I've, yeah. I've uh, met Carrie Elways a few times and he's a lovely chap. Lovely guy. Mm. I've met him, I think, once. I'll tell you a film that he likes that you're in. The Lord of the Rings. What, the trilogy? Yeah, because he, I think he and uh, Sean Astin have been friends for a while, but he's a, he's a big fan. Great stuff. Talking to big fans, we've got our second part yeah. of our uh, fantastic interview with 
Casper. And as we said last week, there were a few minor little technical details that went wrong with my particular broadcast because I was in Yosemite. <gasps> you were here with Casper. Unfortunately, some of the audio and video from my side of things isn't great, but the interview with Casper is so fantastic and the music that you guys did is so fantastic that we hope you guys will forgive us for that. Yeah, we, we worked it out the best that we could. It's not our fault. It's the internet's fault. Yeah, yeah. Blame the internet. Yeah, I will do. You're correct. So here's the second part of our conversation with Casper Reif. We have a listener, Dom. I came in and we had a few gifts. I thought, I don't want to open them all when Dom's not here because he gets angry and he does beat me, Casper. Uh, okay, yeah. I, um, knew, I knew that actually. But I, I did open one and it's got a very nice letter in it, Dom. But this person has also put in a riddle that I think they have written themselves. And it's a, it's a Lord of the Rings riddle. Now, uh, the person is called... Well, maybe Casper can help us out. Well, we, we <laughs> can will, only hope. Now, I will uh, do my best. <laughs> it's from uh, Alex Winters from Olympia, in WA, what WA? What state would WA be? What one? What Washington? Washington. Washington. <laughs> so that would be Washington State. Now, Dom, you're not here, so I will have to pass this on to Casper. Uh, if this was a map of the United States of America, that would be Florida, New York, California. Or is it that hand? What? Yes, California, <laughs> Florida, New York. Where is Washington State? Once more, that where, where's California? California. Over there, okay. Texas. Well, so Florida. See. Okay, but but that's, that's New York. No, it's it's. Is turned, that the opposite way? Yeah, it's turned the opposite way. Okay, so California, New York. No, that's got to be the side with New York because it's my okay. thumb. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be New York up there? You can have it yeah. either way you want. Okay. And and which one do you want me to find? I want you to find... Let me see now. Hold on. Yeah, it's that way. So I want you to find Washington State, not Washington, um, the other one. Yeah, it's it's north, right? It's it's pretty pretty far north. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, up there. Up here? Uh, yeah, as north as that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Johnny Clues? Pretty, pretty, pretty north, no? Two thirds of a finger off. That's okay. not bad for somebody from Denmark. <laughs> well, <laughs> well done. Well, anyway, Alex Winters from Olympia in Washington State says she loves the podcast, especially the stories. Dom, can you tell us a story you haven't told before? That's a hard. That's a hard question, that Dom. Billy, uh, what was it like working on Doom Patrol? We've already covered that today, so that was good. Uh, I wrote you guys a Lord of the Rings riddle. I hope you like it. Dom, I thought of you when I saw these tackies. She sent some new tackies, Dom. They're blue, blue heat, they're called. Have you tried them? I've not tried the blue. I'm all about the fuego, but I'll try the blue, no question. Uh, if you want to try something funky, check out my type by Saints Motel. Keep being your lovely selves. What lovely things you say, Alex. That's lovely. Anyway, here is the riddle. Everybody get ready. Um, it's quite a difficult one. If we could, John, could we put this on the screen? <clears throat> Beyond the chasms deep, before the trees so sweet, among the Eleanor and Nifredil, cresting high upon this hill, eight there are here, eight there are here, yet nine there were, and though his heart may yearn, never again shall Aragorn Return. There used to be nine, and now there's only eight. So it's after Boromir has been killed, right? It's among the Eleanor and Nifredil. Yeah. I think Nifredil. I think it's at Galadriel's in Lothlorien because there are only eight there as well. Gandalf dropped down in in Casa <gasps> Doom, right? Of course, there yeah. was only eight, and I think it's and and Gandalf uh, or Aragorn will never return to Lothlorien after. Did he ever return to Amon Hen? Not to my knowledge. I'm going to say it's Amon Hen, mm -hmm. where Boromir uh, didn't do too well. But what is Eleanor and Nifredil? Maybe that's plants that only grow in one place. 
I I think I think uh, it sounds uh, elvish. Yes, it's 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 um it's in Lothlorien, uh, as far as I recall. I may be wrong. Dom, I'll go I'll go with you guys because to be honest, I don't really know. So it's either Casper says Lothlorien or I say Emon Hen. I probably lean towards Casper's idea. Just Why is because, that? You know, he seems just a little bit smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, we're right about the elven thing. Okay. Uh, Ker, is it Karen or Seren Amroth? Ker Amroth, yeah. Karen mm -hmm. Amroth, okay. or yeah. the Mound mm -hmm. of King Amroth, the heart of elvendom on Middle Earth. How would we know that? It must have been because of those plants, I think. Yeah, we. Yeah, we we blew it. No, we did all right. I think we did all right. We got the Elvish thing. Well, thanks very much, Alex. That was a very good one. And uh, well done for writing your own... Um, thanks, Alex. ...your own uh, uh, riddle. That's a fantastic thing. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths and challenges. To succeed, you need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. And that is Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you get to attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need just one powerful hiring partner that can help do it all for you. Start hiring right now with $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash onion. Offer valid through April 30th. Go to indeed.com slash onion to claim your $75 credit before April 30th. Indeed.com slash onion. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Now, we're all trying to eat healthy. We're trying to do the right thing, stay fit. But I tell you what, it's hard to eat healthy for me in the morning. Breakfast, very difficult. I tell you who makes it easy? Magic Spoon. Fantastic flavours. I love it. It's great cereal, but without all the horrible stuff. We're all trying to cut down in carbs, sugar, unhealthy foods. You realise there's not much I can eat now? Well, Magic Spoon is absolutely delicious. And I'll tell you some facts. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in every serving. There's only 140 calories in a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and it's low-carb. Build your own box. Available flavours to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, delicious, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry, cinnamon, plus the newly reformulated honey nut flavour. Now, I love that one. I've been eating that this week. It's now in the permanent collection. So... Go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code onion at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember... Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code ONION to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. It's around this time of the day, Casper, when me and Dom normally have a snack. Okay. Dom can't have a snack because he's not here, so I'll have double snack. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dom, it's okay uh, because... This is I'll my favourite part of the show. I'll tell you how kind Casper is. He he baked a cake. Yeah. And he stuck some in a freezer so you can have it next week. 
Billy and Dom eat the world. This is a traditional Danish cake. Is that right, Casper? Tell, tell, tell us, us all right. about it, Casper. That's Kasper. right. That's, you know, in, in Denmark, if, if you are a human being in Denmark, you cannot live a year without at least once eat this cake. It's a, and if you're a school child, you'll eat it at least five, at least five times a year. And it's called the, in directly translated, the dream cake. And it's, it's, it's just a, a Danish invention. And uh, I thought if I should bring anything Danish, I had to, um, to bake to bake this cake for for you guys and <laughs> how kind is that yeah. tom he baked us a cake yeah what in, what? in, in your oven Lovely. in my oven and yeah. how do you say it in danish because i do love the sound of the danish language yeah the dream cake is and it was a, a lady up in northern a northern northern part of jutland in denmark who made it um it's a, a place called vensusl and then there was a cake competition several years later in 1960, and uh, it apparently won um, there. And then it was called the Dream Cake by the by the company that wanted to produce it, so it could so 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 it uh, could be sold. And then it just spread out all over Denmark, but only Denmark, to my knowledge. Well, as just before we bring it in. I don't know if you listen to the Friendship Onion. Well, actually, I do. I know you do listen. But uh, as you know, Johnny Clues can sometimes get things slightly wrong. But <laughs> here, listen to this poetry he's written here. If your dreams had a flavor, then it would probably taste like a decadent Danish dream cake. <sighs> what a lovely thing to say, John. I what an, You can be so romantic. I try, you know. <laughs> It's so nice. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> hours. Now, before yeah. we eat this, can I go mm. for a quick pee? No. Nope. Tom, I'm back, and what a fantastic pee it was. Ah, oh, good for you. Tom, what do you know about the Danish dream cake? Well, let's see. I'm currently desperately scrolling down through our show notes. This is a new cake to me. Is it a new cake to you too, Bills? Dom, I've never had it, and and Casper cooked it as he said in my oven. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh god! It's all gone wrong in here. Oh, oh Dom, it's all over his oh, jeans. Oh so, god! Oh. oh god! It's good. Oh, no. It's a good job you're not it's, here, Dom. Well, that's because while of... you guys are clean, while you guys are cleaning up, I'll read a little bit of a blurb here because this looks really delightful. <laughs> do it, Dom. I'm going to taste it while you read. Yeah. Okay, do it. The simple sponge cake coated with a coconut caramel topping goes by the Danish name Drillmakala, which translates to dream cake. While the cake itself seems fairly simple, it requires the perfect balance of technique and patience to get it right. Wow. Oh, God. You're not supposed to eat it with a fork. Now, go on, Dom. Bakers combine flour, sugar, butter, eggs, milk, and vanilla to create a soft and moist sponge cake, Ugh. which may seem simple, Mm. Yet is the perfect base for showcasing the sweet coconut topping oh. that makes this dessert such a winner. You perfectly balance the coconut sugar mix that gives this cake its characteristic taste in caramelized topping. The thick oh. caramel topping is sure to linger on your taste buds, similar to the lasting memories of a beautiful dream, hence the name of the cake. Really? Initial thoughts. Thoughts. Tom. It is absolutely delicious. <laughs> Dearest Johnny, have you got a piece out there? Get a piece, and John, I will give you $100 if you make me a cup of coffee with that. The coffee would be so good with this. Do you absolutely. need a coffee? Yeah. $200, John. <laughs> I'll never give him the money. I'll never give him no, the money. No, 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 no. We don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Tom's yes. get money. Yeah. Oh, look, I keep but bringing the box. You, 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 I should have told you that the, the dream cake oh. should not be eaten with a fork. What do you eat it you, with? With your hands. Dom, it is. It's, it's uh, like honestly. this. Now I'll, I'll show you the technique like this. Mm -hmm. huh? mm. I've seen that technique before. Okay. Casper, you said that um, school kids in Denmark would eat it at least five times a year. What are those five specific times in the year where they would be... Um, required to eat dream cake well every time if you can basically say every time in the school there's an arrangement where where people say bring a cake 
Then mm. they, and then it will almost always be this cake or a chocolate cake. So it will be basically at school, yeah. you know, anytime at school. Dom. Anytime at year. I'm All going the time. To, I'm, I didn't I've I've not I didn't sneak a piece of this before today because I wanted to taste it live yeah. truthfully on the show. Yeah. And Dom, I'm not a huge cake Good person. I'm not a I'm, you know, it's not it wouldn't be my go to. Yeah. I'm a savory person, but I'm not going too far when I say Dom. This is the best cake I have ever eaten. <laughs> okay. What do you feel about that? Really? That's, that's, that's really high quite scores. something. Huh? My God, I've got a tiny fork. Wow. <laughs> I have no, I have but, no lens. But you it. need, you need to know to to. I teach you the technique. I don't like my fingers getting dirty. Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, pick it up with your hands. I've got two forks, <laughs> very small forks now, Dom, <laughs> with no arms to them. You want my? Yeah, use a, your hands. I, I'm very much. Really, but I, I'm a huge fan of eating with your hands. I eat all of my. <laughs> I eat all my sushi with my hands. I like mm-hmm. cuisines in which they ask you to eat with your hands, like <laughs> you eat the opium food. I think there's something about eating with your hands that makes it a, a little more intimate, you know? You should enjoy it. Mm. But you've got really dirty fingers. I would never eat from your hands, I'll tell you that, Tom. <laughs> no, no, don't eat from my hands. You'll get an infection. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is an amazing cake. Good, good, Billy. Hmm? Has John got a piece yet? From, from start to finish, you were cooking it at Billy's house. From start to finish, how many, how many um, hours did it took? How, how long it took to cook it? About an hour. From yeah. the start to finish. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I wasted... Get the recipe, Bills. Get the recipe. Dom, it mm. is, uh, it's, the topping's incredible with that <laughs> coconut. Yeah. And... and it's just the brown sugar, mm. coconut um, flakes, and the butter, and a little milk. That's it. A dream cake tastes best at room temperature. Yeah. It freezes well, so you can enjoy a slice for many months. Or if you simply can't resist its divine flavor, which I, for one, cannot, then you can store it in the refrigerator for up to and including 10 days. (laughs) Fantastic. I tell you what, you've changed my life, Casper. Okay. I don't, I mean, you wrote some good songs, but you haven't done anything that's impressed me like this cake. Okay. You should be a baker. You should <laughs> you should burn your guitar and yeah. use it as a fire for baking dream cakes. I will, but it, maybe it's your oven that's perfect. I don't know what it is, but yeah. that is one of the best things I've ever tasted. Cool. I'll, I would I'll not. Make, ha- I'll make you ten of them. I would not I, have expected before it. I go home. Yeah. You look very nervous at the oven. You didn't look like a guy that was going to produce something wonderful. <laughs> but it's difficult in your kitchen because it was hard to find things. Well, you just need to ask. I'd have given you it. Yeah, but you went away. Yeah, I did go. I had to yeah. go to the gym and pump up my legs. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you, but yeah. I'm trying to get a bigger butt. Let's <laughs> let's give it some scores. I'm not going to score it because obviously I'm not eating it, but I look forward to scoring it next weekend and cool. making Billy Dumb. feel jealous that I'm eating a slice of your cake. Okay, let's do scores. Dom. Yeah. I can't, I can't give a 10. I can't because nothing in Taste. the world, nothing in the world is perfect. So I can't, but I've got to give it a 9.98. Wow. Wow. Honestly, Dom, this will blow your mind. High praise indeed. There's dearest Johnny. Hold on. Sorry, it's like not. Did you taste any? Did you? Hold on, Johnny. In here. That's the best cake, Dom, I've ever had in my life. You want to see now. (laughs) It's the best cake that John's ever had in his life as well. Who knew Denmark wow. was hiding such a, 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 a culinary cake, cake, cake treasure? And it's a good band name as well, Dream Cake. Dream Cake. Yeah. That, that is a good name. Mm-hmm. Dom, it is absolutely delightful. Let me tell you what it's like with the coffee. So I've, I've given it a double point system, which we've never done before, but I've given it a 9.98. Now, Casper, give it yeah. a score for taste. Should I give it a, a score for taste? Mm-hmm. So I should give myself a score. Well, not really, because you're doing the cake and not your specific cake-making skills. Okay. So I should give it, well, I would straight 10. A 10. A 10. It's a 10, Tom. 
Uh, now, how does it look? Is it going to bring? Is it going to bring down the look, or are you delighted with the look as well? Don't. It's, I think it will bring you joy. It's a. It's a very beautiful, if simple sponge. Um, but slightly, slightly darker on the bottom, and then the top has, I would say, a, a half inch to almost three quarters of an inch of a topping that can only be described as exquisite, Tom. So I'd have to say, aesthetically, and, and it's spongy. You've done a wonderful job here, Casper. Thank you. I, I wasn't expecting this good. I was, <laughs> I, aesthetics, oh, Dom, it's another 9.98. Okay. It's a beautiful looking thing. Wow. Give it a give it a score for us. Well, I I, I, have, think, I, I think actually I I think it 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 you know it looks really really good uh, uh, as it should as a dream cake, but I don't think I I, I think I have another aesthetic uh, thing than you have. You know. Oh really? So you? I, I don't think it's it's particularly beautiful cake. Well, you you're you're wrong, Casper. But carry on. <laughs> give it a score um, out of ten. I, I would give it. I would actually give it something like three. A three? How can you give that a three, you madman? Because I do find you it, look at a sunset and I, give I, it a three? I find it kind of ugly. Do you look at a beautiful white horse galloping across the fields <laughs> and say that's a three? But I, <laughs> yeah. do you look at me ready to dive into the Pacific Ocean with my speedos on and give it a three? Yeah, but that's. I, I think maybe a two and a half would be more realistic. I, I think. I, I think it's a kind of ugly, an, an ugly cake that tastes fantastic. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, sorry for that. No, no worries, Dom. Dom, you're going to. I know there's high scores coming. You're, if I was you, I'd get, I'd get on a motorbike and get here. <laughs> but anyway. Yes, I look forward to it. You'll love it, Dom. Usefulness. What would you do with such a cake? Could you make something else with it? It's a cake. You can throw it at people. But would they, would they, unless they caught it in their mouths? Yeah. Well, hold on till I have a sip of my $100 coffee. I mean, your wife, your beautiful, wonderful wife yeah. said it was very, very useful to her yesterday. But, but just because she ate it? Yeah. Well, well, she said this is really useful. But I want to know if I've got this in my fridge and like just a couple other things, I've got a banana. I've got some chili oil, I've got three eggs, and I've got a, a <laughs> packet of milkshake. Is there anything I can do? Maybe try it in the milkshake, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. I'm I'm gonna it's yeah. gonna it's it's in a cake. cake. In cake milkshake. You could probably what make about a, ice cream. Oh, could you Dream cake ice cream, you know, that could, you, could be a revolution. Could you stir revolution. it up into a vanilla ice cream, little bits of it, and you, then you, you can have dream cake, dream cake vanilla ice cream? You you try to figure that out. Yeah, I think that's a good because idea. Because I, I think you would be, you're, you're good at, I'm, I, I have the impression that you're pretty good at mixing things, new things together in an original way. So you, you will do the dream cake ice cream. I do like complicated flavors, Billy will tell you that. I can't wait to try this cake. So usefulness. Can you take it, can you put it in your pocket, Bills, in a, in a separate bag for a couple of hours, go on a journey, and then take it out of your pocket and it still resembles the dream cake, or would it degrade over a certain amount of travel distance? I, no, it could I, easily do that. Mm. I think you'd be looking at uh, degradation. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. think um I if you if you took it to a dinner party. And said, "Oh, I just threw this up in an hour in the kitchen." People would be impressed with you, Dom. So, if you want to impress people, it's very, very good. But if you want to use it for something else, which yeah. is what I always think of usefulness, mm. then I'm sorry, I can only give it a six point five. <laughs> That's high score. That's high score. Yeah. What would you say for usefulness, Casper? I would. I would keep in the low, low four. Four-ish. Four-ish, not bad. Yeah, but the the useful thing about it is that it's very easy to make. Is it? Yeah, so that's very useful. Well, you you look quite stressed. That's why I had to leave the house. I thought <laughs> I, I was worried that things were going to be thrown. 
Okay, yeah, but it is a, it is an easy cake to make. Well, it's yeah. absolutely delicious. Thank you, super, Casper. What a wonderful thing to bring for us. And I'm so sorry that my friend and associate and uh, longtime um, compatriot is not here to enjoy. But he will get it next week if I remember to take yeah. it out the freezer. Yeah, but maybe we have raised the expectations too high. Well, it's hard to imagine, but spring is here. It's time for us to feel the lovely soft grass beneath our toes. But first off, you need to get your lawn looking and feeling good. And I'll tell you who will help with that, Sunday, a fantastic company. I'll tell you how they do it. You go to their website, put in your address, and they know exactly because of your soil type and all that stuff, what fertilizer, all that stuff, what to send you. I did it about a month ago, and my lawn looks absolutely amazing. Best it's ever looked. It's fantastic. And another great thing, they don't use all the chemicals, all the pesticides. In traditional lawn care, there is 90 million pounds of pesticides every year. Sunday is changing all of that. We don't need it. Sunday will help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. And Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $129 and you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit getsunday.com slash onion. That's 20% off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash onion. Do you love coffee? I love coffee. I can't think of a morning without it. Well, I tell you a great company that you need to check out, Trade. Trade, look for all the best coffees in the country, all over the world, and they deliver it directly to your door. I've been using it for a few months now, and I haven't had a coffee I didn't like yet. It really is amazing. They've got expert tasters who taste thousands of coffees, narrow it down to 450, and then you go on their website, take a quiz on what kind of flavors you like, what you like to get, and they will deliver coffee that is fantastic. And if you don't like the coffee, they will set you up with one of their experts, and they will exchange it for one that they know that you will like. It's great. They'll deliver it in whole bean or already ground, whatever way you like it. And I tell you, it'll be some of the best coffee you've ever had. I had a Colombian coffee this this week, and it was really one of the best ones I've ever had in the house. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash onion, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash onion and let trade find you a coffee that you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash onion for $30 off. As musicians and as singers, you guys ever feel that something like a cake or a cup of coffee can compromise performance? Is there something that you will or won't eat for a performance? Because couldn't cake kind of make you a little drowsy, a little dopey? That's a good point, Dom. I don't know if you have that before you perform, but I know that, um, like I know for a fact, if you, because I know some people who worked with him, Ken Loach, the wonderful um, uh, filmmaker, he, when he works with actors, he doesn't like them to have a, a large lunch. He, he, he'll walk around the, the tables and say, I think that's enough. We've got an afternoon to do. Because it does, doesn't it? If, if you have a big meal, it, a lot of your energy goes to um, kind of digesting that meal. So as far as that, yeah, I don't like to, I don't like to eat a lot before a performance. And if I'm singing... I, I try to avoid dairy. I feel like, even though I, I, I love a nice latte or something, I'd have my coffee black, uh, just with a little sugar, 
before a performance, which is exactly the way that Johnny Clues has given me this $100 coffee, which is absolutely <laughs> delicious, John. Thank you very much. That was very kind. I didn't think you'd have done that. I, think, I thought you'd have just said, no, no, I don't bother. No, come, come. <laughs> so, what about but, but, you? No, no. I'm, a, I'm, I'm usually not singing at, at, on stage, so I'm just playing the guitar, but it's the same, not, nothing heavy. Um, and uh, usually I've, I'm so busy just before the concerts that very often I don't even get anything to eat. So, <laughs> And then I eat something after the concert and have a few beers. That's the most important thing, a few beers after the concert. Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, German, German wheat beer. <laughs> That's, That's what right. he likes. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, thank you very much for bringing that. That was great. Cool. Yeah. Now, so, so if people wanted to hear the music of the Tolkien Ensemble, which I'm absolutely sure they will, um, where would they find it? They would find it in uh, Spotify and all these, YouTube and all these things. Uh, all these places where it's everyone all gets over the music place. And then, and then maybe you can say today, you know, young people today, they hear, they listen to maybe 30 seconds of something to make up their mind if they like it or not. But remember, it's it's a music history. So there will be both, you can, the first thing you hear can be a folk song or it, it could be a... A classical song, or it could be a more in-between thing. Mm-hmm. So, so give it a chance and and listen for to take a few of them and listen for more than thirty seconds. And yeah, it's very difficult, di- different things, and it's fun with with Christopher Lee singing tribute song, for instance. And we have a wonderful Gollum as well. Yeah, da- a Danish Priscilla Tolkien just loved our Gollum. Right. <laughs> so yeah. He's just, just like. Very, very, he's called Paul Deasing. Right. Um, and we have, yeah, a lot of wonderful uh, sopranos and baritone sing- singers and so on. So it takes, it's, it's, it's not an easy listen. It's not. But it's a, it's a, it's a big body of work. Like oh, yes. it's over four CDs, did you say? Yeah, it's, a, it's over four hours of music. Over four and it, hours. And it goes, the arrangements go from one, one single voice and, and up to, Full full symphony orchestra with choir and organ um, and soloists. So so it's this that span because that it, there was also one of the things that I really wanted to make it you know very different in the arrangements all the time. So in some way, in the same way that Peter Jackson invent not invented but showed the world all these different parts of Middle Earth, Lothlorien and Minas Tirith and Rohan where Dom was and. They were all so different within this Middle Earth. Is that your inspiration for, like, as you say, there's a full symphony orchestra, so you felt like somewhere in that world that music is correct. Exactly. Obviously you and sometimes feel- Tolkien gives a direct hint, like um, Galadriel is said to have a harp. So, of course, ah. we use a harp on that song. If there's any clues directly... Um, so and and the eagles song is described as with trumpets and everything and so so we had to have an orchestra there and so on right um but but yes it's 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 about it's about making it you know so 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 you could, that you actually could believe in this this could be like we have a music history i mean you say from brahms from brahms to prince yes that's our, is, uh, is is that funky is it funky and um, we have a music history that goes even further back than Brahms, right? We have we go back to Bach and Dowland and Renaissance music, right? Uh huh. Um, so maybe, and who knows? Maybe maybe Bach is um, funky well, because you you just start with Brahms, right, Don? Yeah, Brahms. Yeah, Brahms Funky to Prince, you. but 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 um, but but, but you I'm do- sure back in the day. When when Brahm started, there were elements of things that he did that were quite funky for people walking around in his time. They were like, "Wow, Brahms is is the guy," you know. Yeah, man. Maybe 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 you know Bach, for instance, is is and 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 this Baroque music and 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 also Renaissance music. It's dance music, right? So it was written. This this sounds like the perfect time to do a funky for you. Dom yeah. invented the scale for Is It Funky, which went from Brahms to, of course, Prince at his most purple. Yeah. 
is it funky for you? So you're saying that you're going to go before Brahms. So so maybe maybe uh, we could try some Bach and see if it's funky. I th- I think that would I be could lovely. play some Bach. You you'll have to. Could you could have you, to could have you... patience with me because yeah. um, I'm not a classical guitarist anymore. I'm a Tolkien guitarist, but I'll do some Bach for you then. But rem- remember, you were a, a classical guitarist, so go back to that. Yeah, I, I can I can play a little bit Bach for you. Hold on. Should I do that? I believe this will be the this will be the first ever live funky for you. Everything else has been pre-recorded tracks, so this is the first time that we're getting a live funky for you performance. And and that in itself is funky. All of a sudden, it's funky. And whatever <laughs> you choose, Casper. Could you could you make it a slightly lengthy piece? Because I'd like to enjoy my dream cake and a hundred dollar coffee, please. I'll do a piece of Bach as good as I can. But if I play a couple of mistakes, does that make it funky or less funky mistakes? I, I like I like live mistakes. Well, we'll have to see. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Okay. Absolutely beautiful. Okay. Hearing live music immediately pumps up the funk level because live music is always the best way to get it. That was fantastic. Watching someone play the guitar at such a high level like that is so impressive. Thank you very much, Tom. It's great. It's 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 the basis of my musicality, really. It's it's the classical guitar, but of course it's twenty years since I since since I really you know you have to. You have to practice six hours a day in order to keep the level that I had once, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. It's, it's amazing what the human body, as we have said a few times, Don, when people, you know, specialize in anything and spend a lot of time doing something, whether it's a sport, musician, that you can actually make your body do that. Like, I could practice that for two years and wouldn't be able to play that. But you just kind of, you know, it's just a, it's incredible to watch. Thank you for that, Casper. Thanks. Thanks. My pleasure. But was it funky, Tom? Was it funky? Like I said, Pop, just just hearing it live immediately makes it more funky than it would have been if I was hearing that on a, on a CD. So I'm going to say, in terms of a level of funk, from Brahms to, to Prince, that is most purple, I'm going to say... A Simon and Garfunkel level of funk, which is pretty <laughs> funky. It's pretty funky. We were listening to Paul Simon yesterday yeah. as you were cooking your cake. Graceland. Or baking. Graceland. Graceland. Brilliant. Mm. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I, I will give it a Smith's level of funk because I really always enjoyed Johnny Marr's mm. guitar playing. And it was fantastic live. Mm. He put something, when I saw the Smiths live, it, I couldn't take my eyes off what Johnny Marr was doing. So I'm going to give it a Smiths level of funk. And it was definitely funky. And and you're saying 
Sorry, we, I think we stopped you as you were talking about this. So that was Bach. Johann Sebastian Bach. What yeah. is the piece called? Allemande. And from his um, suite in e, e, e minor. Yeah. And that would have been dance music? An element is per definition dance music, but because because it's yeah it's a dance. Uh, this this is probably not been like that at that time. Late Baroque, like uh, it's 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 more early Baroque and Renaissance. That's that's a hundred percent dance music. Yeah. So <clears throat> educate us in that time. Who would have played that? Bach was one of his best friends. Was the world's as far as we know, the world's one of the world's best lutenists right. called Silvius Leopold Weiss. And he would have been able to play the, these things. But it's amazing that you went specific and told me actually who would play. I just <laughs> meant what type of person. Like, would that be played? A lute, in lute, a lute player. Anywhere. So yeah. people would learn that and yeah. in a royal... And on violin. And, yeah, and at royal courts. and But not and, in a bar. Some would would they? No, no, that would be folk music, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. That would definitely be folk music. You wouldn't be able to hear a lute in a bar. And would people <laughs> sit and watch it, or would they be up dancing? At least in the early Baroque and Renaissance, they would be dancing. Wow. And um, maybe maybe Bach is a little bit different, different than, and the time after him was, maybe that was where it started to that people actually. Take, take music very seriously. It was absolutely mm. beautiful. Thank you, Casper. Charming. Cool. Tom, what a lovely chat we've had. Darling. Hasn't it been wonderful? I wish you were here, Dom. You would love this. Yeah. I wish I could bring Yosemite a little closer, but unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I can't. But I did get a chance to spend some time with you and Casper when I was in LA, which was lovely. And the next time Casper's in town, maybe we can all play some music together. Absolutely. We will. And thank you very much for coming on, Casper. Yeah. Um, as Casper said, uh, we have played some music together over the years, and I've absolutely loved it. And we've had some great adventures. And <clears throat> one of the things we did was we wrote a song together, um, which uh, sort of had its sort of birth, I suppose, when I was down in New Zealand uh, writing the last goodbye but before I started the last goodbye I'd written a few ideas that I felt were kind of Tolkien-esque before I saw the movie of The Hobbit and one of the songs was this and it went on the back burner and uh, uh, I played it one night I suppose with you and we started working together and we we totally reworked it and it became a new song which um we, we could finish with uh, today, if that's good for you, Dom. I would love that. That would be fantastic. And I'm sure the listeners at home are always waiting to hear new music from you, Bill. So, yeah, let's do it. Get cosy. Thank you. And um, this song um, uh, in the chorus has the word Namarie, which you'll know, Dom, uh, is Elvish for, it's a sort of goodbye, but it's be well. It's a nice way to say goodbye to someone. Be well. Namarie. And uh, we thought that fits the song. So uh, the song is now called... Where It Began. Where It Began. Others follow it who can 
Thank you, that was Dom. fantastic. Great stuff. Thank you, Dom. A lovely, lovely way you finished uh, this week. Thank you, Casper. It's Thanks. always, always a pleasure to spend some time with you. It really is. Well, you're you're such you. an inspiring. It's been fantastic. Ah. Happy to be here in wonderful LA. <laughs> On the Friendship yeah. Onion. And uh, uh, Dom will be back eating cake next week. Let's not cool. forget. Yeah. Um, We've raised expectations oh, too, yeah. too much. I, I, maybe too much. I don't know. I don't know. But if you have uh, anything you'd like to see or hear on the Friendship Onion, please send us an email to um, the Friendship Onion at castmedia.com or you can get us on speakpipe.com forward slash the Friendship Onion. And please listen to the wonderful music of Casper Life and the Tolkien Ensemble. It really is something very, very special. It's been lovely to speak to you today, Casper. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you for your stories. Thanks, Thanks Dominic, enjoy the rest of your tip. Thanks. It's, a, it's, been a, it's been a really cool thing to have live music for the first time in the studio and, and probably something that we can continue to explore, Bill, because yeah. I know we're both big fans of music. And to have those little moments of musical influence is great, but to have live musicians in the studio brilliant so thanks for that casper that was that was really great and, I, and my pleasure to end the show with that song stunning casper's thanks. got some great ideas for things that we can do together the next time he comes back as well some lovely lovely hobbit stuff it'll be great thank you very much see you next week on the friendship onion see you next week Dan. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.